This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated G, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even Grandma. Enjoy. Squadron Leader Jack Steele and the Starblade by Chris Bedette. Episode 11, Allies in Adversity. Having escaped Mordred's nefarious clutches, Jack, Charlie and Yvette blast off from Titan towards a mysterious space station floating high above Uranus. Will it hold the key to defeating the Quaxoran invaders, or will the adversaries run our heroes to ground once more? We are getting close to Uranus. Receiving a transmission, switching to speakers. I think that might have been Erdy. I'm sorry, we do not understand. Please repeat. Hello? Select frequency 3 for Titanian subdialect. Oh, um. You have selected Titanian subdialect. Please state the nature of your visit. We have business on your space station and would like to land, please. Please transmit your universal docking code. Do we have one of those? Not that I know of. Here, let me try. This is Squadron Leader Jack Steele of the Earthship Starblade. We're on a test flight and have not yet been allocated our international, um, intergalactic recognition codes. Docking requires valid code. Well, how can we get one? For this rotational cycle only, we're offering ships of your class a special multi-station permit. That's very generous, but how do we get it? Applications for docking codes are processed at the Freeport Administration Office, Station Level 2. Can we perhaps apply for one, please? Certainly. Applications to be made in person at Freeport Administration Office. I can see a drawback to this rule, you know. Look, can't you let us land first so we can actually get hold of a code? I'll talk to my supervisor. Very well, Earthship Starblade. It is irregular, but we will permit. Lock onto the beacon for Docking Bay 94. Don't forget to mention the special offer when you apply for your code. Station Control, out. Greetings, visitors. The Iranian Freeport authorities are pleased to welcome the crew of... Texorian Death Raptor Strike Craft Zeta Zeta Tau. To this station. We hope that you have a relaxing and profitable stay. Visitors are reminded that our many gift shops have goods from every sector of the galaxy. All at Tax-Free Galaxy. Thank you, Gregory. It is not a problem. I will silence the voice of bourgeois capitalism whatever corner of the galaxy I find it in. Works for me. Do you want us to split up? The station is a big place. It might take a while to find Steel and his people. Hmm. They will know that the fleet must reach Earth soon. So whatever they are up to, they don't have long. Which means that we may not have time to search the entire station for them. No. Instead, we must prevent them from leaving, so that I can capture Steel and get back to my original plan. Even finding their ship might take time. According to this map, there are over a hundred docking bays. Not to worry. 
I intend to go straight to the top. Take Gregory and half the troopers to the station control center. Once you are there, prevent any ships from leaving and contact me with the location of the Starblade. Then I can take the remaining soldiers, confront Steel, and return to the fleet in triumph. But I thought the Kexolian Empire had no authority in this den of capitalist decadence. The one good thing about a capitalist system, Gregory, is that anything can be bought for the right price. And it's amazing how much credit that half a squad of fully armed Kaxorian shock troops gets you. You were right, Shax. This does seem like a good place to start looking. So many strange creatures. Although it also seems rather familiar. It sounded like that fellow just ordered a gin and tonic. Keep your eyes open, everyone. Do try not to stare, Bilkins. Don't know why not. They're all staring at us. At least, I think they are. That purple one's got so many eyes it's difficult to tell. Do you think that we should have perhaps gone to get our docking code first? Saving the Earth comes before bureaucracy in my book of it, which is why we should try and find this Fingers McGinty fellow as soon as possible. Fingers McGinty? Who's looking for him? Some people with an interesting business proposition. And what interesting business proposition could there possibly be from Titan? Well, we're not... Look, it doesn't matter. Do you know the chap? Uh, Jacques, this gentleman does seem to have an awful lot of fingers. Well spotted, young lady creature. 37, to be precise. That's why they call me Fingers, as it happens. And I would be more than happy to demonstrate the myriad of uses I can put them to. I don't think we have time for whatever it is you're suggesting. Really? What sort of business are you proposing, then? We have it on good authority that there is some sort of high-frequency weapon that can affect Quaxorian battleships. A weapon you might be able to acquire for us. Eh, don't get me wrong. The whole point of the Freeport is that people of different species can trade freely without fear of um, political complications. But only a fool would cross the Quaxorians, and I am not in the business of being a fool. But we must stop them before they destroy the Earth. Lady, for someone as beautiful as you, I would normally bend over backwards to help. Often have, in fact. Really? But I do have my business to think about. Not to mention old age. Reaching it, that is. But you have not yet seen what we have to trade. Multitudinous though your obvious virtues are, I doubt... Is that real? Have you really brought me the heart of Titan? We have. How do you feel about trading now, Mr. McGinty? I suddenly feel extremely... foolish. Spaceport Control Authority. This must be it. Get the door, Grigori. Done. With pleasure. I just meant open it. Is open. What is your problem? Alright, it doesn't matter. Troopers, secure the room. 
Who are you? This is a secure area. I would have thought that the soldiers were a clue. By order of the Quaxorian Empire, you are to shut down all docking bays immediately. But ships come and go constantly. Even closing the base for a few minutes will disrupt trade. It will cost the station thousands of credits. Do it. It is better than your alternative. What alternative? You really do need everything spelled out, don't you? The next one is not a warning shot, and we find someone else who can shut things down. Alright, I understand. It is done. All docking codes are frozen. Good. Now tell us where the Earth ship is docked. But her station charter guarantees complete anonymity for all... I was getting bored of explaining his alternative to him. So who else here can tell me where the Earth ship is? Hello there, my friend. Thought I'd drop by and see how you were getting on. Wilkins is just finishing up in the engine room now. He did have some problems with the instructions, though, seeing as they were written in an alien language. Ah, yeah. Well, you see now, that's something of a universal problem. And no translator has ever pinned down the species who actually writes the things. Oh, I see. And he was a little worried about having a few bits left over that didn't seem to fit anywhere. That's standard. Although, again, no one really knows why. Well, one of your universal constants, if you like. That should be it. Fire her up, Jack. Wilco, Bilkins. I'll get up to the bridge and initiate the main ignition sequence. Looks like we're about ready to launch. Thanks for all your help, Mr. McGinty. It was truly my pleasure, Squadron Leader, and if you'll take a final piece of advice, I should look to leave a bit sharpish. Word is that there's trouble heading your way. Primary engine online. System check indicates presence of unknown device. I've hooked it up to our antenna array. When we're ready, we can broadcast the signal for several miles in all directions. But it's a one-shot deal, Jack. Once the pulse has been fired, it'll fuse all the wiring. The main engine is showing a very large power drain, Charlie. Yeah, that's the only thing with enough juice to power the weapon. And it'll take hours to charge up properly, so I've had to plug it in now. With less power to the engines, it'll slow us down a bit. But we should still have enough time to get back to Earth and head off the Quaxorian fleet. All right, everyone, strap yourselves in. We're leaving. Jacques, look! All of the lights in the docking bay are flashing red. What does it mean? Over there! There's a bunch of Caxorian soldiers pouring into the hangar. I can't fire at them without blowing a ruddy great hole in the side of the station, though. It's Mordred. I should have known he'd catch up with us. No one is leaving this station without my say-so steel. Power down your engines and surrender to me immediately. I have a proposal for you. In Allies in Adversity, Jack Steele was played by Neil Frankham, Charlie Bilkins was played by James Harvey, and Lucy Harvey was Yvette Delac. Mordred was played by Nigel Potter, with Tom Butterworth as Rasputin, and Lauren Alton as Helga and the voice of the Starblade. Frank Redding was the controller, Liz McSweeney was the greeter, and Will Averill played Fingers McGinty. Sound engineering was by Frank Redding. 
with original music composed and performed by Bill McSweeney. Squadron leader Jack Steele and the Starblade is an It's a Trap production. The National Safety Council warns Americans that the most common accidents occur within 20 feet of your own front door. Honey, I'm going out to check the mail. What? Yes, it's the time you think you're the safest, that you're in the most danger. Within 20 feet of your own front door. Honey, I'm going out to get the paper. The National Safety Council advises that you use extreme caution whenever you are within 20 feet of your own front door. Honey, I'm going to let the cat out. To be completely safe, never come within 20 feet of your own front door. Honey, pass the ketchup, will you? Pass what? The ketchup! Okay, here it comes! Tomorrow, we'll discuss the threat of killer condiments. Oh, I'm sorry, are you bleeding? I can't tell! The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>